Welcome, welcome, welcome back to, what is this, episode three of the Objectively Wrong podcast featuring the next men up. As always, I'm John, that's Ibteen. Hello. And, uh, I mean... I don't even know how to start. Do we like, do we hold a moment of silence for all the injuries from this weekend or like, do we put them, do we do like a, do we do like a maritime funeral where we just start dumping bodies into the ocean? I think we need to hold hands and sing hallelujah in front hallelujah. of I can't actually sing that cause it's copyright. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's uh, golly. There were a lot of bodies. <laughs> bloody bloody sunday i'm just happy i played on monday <laughs> yeah a lot a lot of bodies um i i'm not i mean there there are some big ones obviously i have a personal vendetta against sunday because i'm oh the eagles are zero and two and now we get word this morning uh, this, this is wednesday september 23rd jalen rieger decided to have a busted thumb now so we're just cursed but there were bigger ones. Like, Rieger's big for us, but he's not big in the scheme. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I'll just go through all of them, I guess. Yep. Nick Bosa, ACL. Solomon. Baby Bosa. Solomon Thomas, ACL. No, 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 no. We said important injuries. <laughs> D4. <laughs> miss week three also. Still How many defensive ends do the Niners have? Not enough. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, Saquon Barkley, torn ACL. Ugh. Three of my fantasy teams screwed because of that. Christian McCaffrey with an ankle sprain. Was he like sit? Was that like I, I've seen anything between three weeks and like six? So it's four to six weeks, but you know Christian McCaffrey is going to come back after the third week because that's just who Christian McCaffrey is. He's already promised to combat and beat this injury. Um, I, Christian McCaffrey's a fun dude. I I, I trust McCaffrey and um, McCaffrey and Saquon in particular. I mean, those two guys are just—they're dogs. They're the best. They're the best in the world at what they do. They're going to be back like like freaks. I'm sure of that. Uh, Drew Locke sprained AC joint. What an unfortunate season. And you're going to next one you say is probably Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton is also out with a, a torn ACL. Brutal, brutal, brutal injury bug for the Broncos right now. Like really unfortunate. We didn't. We forgot to mention Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain for the 49ers, but that's yeah. because no one wants to think about Garoppolo. I said him inadvertently to start this thing off. I don't want to think about Garoppolo ever just because I don't think he's that good, but do the Niners really want to think about Nick Mullen either or Mullins? Watch, watch Nick Mullins burst. I, I like Nick Mullins. And he's got an easy one. He's got the Giants this week. Well, that's not even a football team. The whole team's injured. And then what are some other big ones? Malik Hooker is out again for the Indianapolis Colts. When is he not? Uh, Raheem Mostert, sprained MCL. And I think Tevin Coleman also injured. So the 49ers running back is Jarek McKinnon right now. Tyrod Taylor got stabbed in the chest. Because, uh, if you don't know the story, so the Chargers have a doctor, <laughs> as an NFL team would. And naturally. Naturally. And uh, a simple injection to deal with a chest injury. Um, And he punctured Tyra Taylor's lung. (laughs) He punctured Tyra Taylor's lung. I can't say this with a straight face. It's the most charger injury possible for a quarterback. I mean, that's in in however many years. First of all, on, on a football note, 
how dumb does Anthony Lynn have to think we are to, to say that he's not going to continue to start Justin Herbert? Because Herbert had a great game. Multiple times. Herbert had, Herbert had a great game, um, which, which goes against what you and I thought Herbert was actually even capable of. I mean, Herbert in college had great games, and then he had real games where you wondered if he could play in the high school football field. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see which Herbert we get this week, and we'll see if he consistently outplays our expectations. I mean, as long as he plays average football, he's outplaying my expectations. He only he only lost that game because Anthony Lynn screwed up the play calling. He only lost that game because of that punt. I'm sure of that. Um, what else? But, yeah, I mean, with Tyrod, now that Tyrod's been, I guess, what do they inject him with? Just, like, painkiller? Probably just painkiller. So now that his lungs are free of pain, but not free of inc- uh, incisions, um, I, I mean, it's a man's injury, but it's certainly, like, I, I always call it, when remember when Keenan Allen and Andrew Luck both, like, ruptured kidneys? My I was like, man, that is a man's injury. That is a, that is a, that, that is a tough, tough, tough injury. Um, that's the kind of injury that isn't even an injury. It just at that point becomes, you know, an organ transplant. But you've got a situation of just like Tyrod being injured in this way. First of all, you're right. It's totally Chargersian. But if that's what it takes to get Justin Herbert starting, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Charger fans, I are you okay? I don't – this has got to be an ethics problem to be okay with Tyrod Taylor getting stabbed in the lung. <laughs> this is the where you, you see a Charger comment. It's like, I feel bad for Tyrod Taylor, but let's go, Herbert. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to love your quarterback. And then moving on, Vikings. Anthony Barr is out now with a shoulder injury. We don't know how long that will be. but it'll Usually. Be what else? Eagles lost a starting guard again, Isaac. Sumalo, and you can tell me I said that wrong. You're actually not too far off on that. Uh, I say I say it five different ways. That's one of them. He went with a knee injury. Uh, Paris Campbell didn't tear his ACL, but he's out indefinitely because of a PCL injury. Bruce Irvin did tear his ACL, so Seattle has lost some pass rush, and then they also lost Marquise Blair with a serious knee injury. And, and Quandre Diggs got he hurt as well. Did that game? Did Diggs get hurt for the season? No, Diggs. I don't think Diggs got hurt for the season. I think Diggs will be back. And what else? Will Fuller, hamstring injury. I don't think he'll miss anything. But those are like. Oh no 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 no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I I'm I'm an idiot. Quandre Diggs got ejected. He got ejected. He didn't get hurt. So he got ejected. Tyrod Taylor got injected, and then Blair got hurt. Yeah. Fair enough. So and then Irvin and then Bruce Irvin also got hurt. Okay, continue. Irvin tore his ACL. Uh, you can add that on top of a Richard Sherman injury that was last week, a Michael Thomas injury that was last week. I mean, we're missing some because there's just too many injuries. You, it, the, the bodies have hit the floor, and we're in a situation now where, I mean, I think you and I probably said it off mic. We probably have the conversation of, like, how many guys are really going to get hurt this year. No preseason, a bridge training camp, not a full offseason program. Soft tissue injuries are going to keep happening. Muscle injuries, ligament injuries, you know, things like this, they're going to happen. And to anyone that was saying, well, just cancel preseason, it's worthless anyways, here you go. This is what happens when you cancel preseason. 
This is this is the evidence that preseason is necessary. Yes. This is the only evidence you need because players need the time to condition their bodies. Maybe not four games, maybe scale back preseason, but you clearly can't just get rid of it because it's killing people. And on a bloody, bloody Sunday where we lost multiple players, there's not much to say this week except uh, if you escaped, if your team escaped without an injury, congratulations. If you escaped without an injury and somehow got a win, consider yourselves lucky. I mean, even the Rams, I think Cam Akers got hurt, or that was that the week before, I forget. I know he, right now he's dealing with like a sore rib injury. It's like a rib, yeah. Cowboys, they beat the Falcons on the dumbest play ever, but like half the Cowboys are hurt. Talk about the Cowboys victory today for a little bit. Uh, yeah, so let's let's move on to some of the key games this week because while it was not a fun week of football to watch, there were some interesting results, and we can start, definitely we can start with the Falcons Cowboys game because the Falcons choked another game away. Uh, Dan Quinn needs to be fired. I I, I just I'm, I'm gonna take Eagle bias away from it for a second. I know I hate the Cowboys. The Cowboys did not deserve to win that football game. The Cowboys yeah, that's clear. They fumbled like four times. They fu- in like the first half. Like yeah. they, it should have been a loss. The Falcons were only up twenty. They should have been up more. Number one. Number two. Uh, there was a time. And there, I'll, I'll, I'll help. I'll, I'll help uh, illustrate this with a story. That was a stutter and a half. I apologize. I'll, I'll try and articulate this with a story. When I was in high school, I played on a team with a, a friend of mine who was pretty new to football. Ball got batted at the line off a throw. We were on defense. Ball got tipped to the line. He was unsure if he could touch the football on defense. Now, just for those that don't understand football fully, as just a general rule, if the ball is around you, catch it. Get the ball. Like, the ball is always alive. Operate under the assumption that the ball is always alive. There were three members of the Atlanta Falcons hands team that clearly forgot that and decided to just let an onside kick roll seven yards more than it should have. And it, it cost them a football game. It cost them the game. This is almost, this is the worst way to cost yourself a football game. Last week you had Denver just mismanaging clock for the last seven minutes of the game. And that's why they lost to Tennessee after Goskowski decided to kick things into other zip codes and then this week you have an onside kick from greg zerline which credits to zerline for trying something different with an onside kick he went t-less which is kind of crazy it looked like a babe a Beyblade, remember from uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I, I was i had it i had it i had it like visualized as like just somebody just spinning a baked potato <laughs> and just rolling it 10 yards <laughs> um uh, I must have been hungry that day. But either way, it was – it's stupid. Atlanta consistently shoots himself in the foot. And the constant here is shoddy defense and Dan Quinn. I mean, the offense is doing great, in my opinion. The, like it's- nuts. <laughs> Calvin Ridley's having an amazing – I think he's leading the league in receiving yardage right now. And they're 0-2. They're I mean, last week they scored 25 points. This week they scored 39 points. You should not be 0-2. You shouldn't be 0-2. No excuse to be 0-2. No, there's no reason for that. Do we want to touch Brady? 
Um, we can we can save Brady for the this week's predictions. Yeah, but we just say he won. Like, Brady, con- yeah, Brady. Con- congrats, senior citizen, you won. Uh, Yay! Patriots Seahawks, hell of a Sunday night game. <sighs> I, game of the year so far. Yeah, I'll say that game of the year. Um, listen, the Seahawks kind of got picked apart by Cam Newton and the ghost of Julian Edelman. <laughs> Julian Edelman had a week. Uh, I I am not an Edelman fan at all, um, but and I am a Seattle fan. I I think Russell was. By the way, can we agree right now? After after week two, the MVP of the NFL right now is Russell Wilson. He should be, and I'm scared right. it's going to end up being Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Here here here's the reality. So as of right now, I think every week I'm just going to make that like statement. Right now. I believe it's Russell Wilson, number two, I believe. And I said this to you when we did the first episode. Josh Allen is actually playing very, very well. Um, but Russell Wilson, as long as Russell Wilson is alive and a member of Seattle, the Seahawks are going to be competitive. That's just – that's the nature of that football team. I just – there's no way around it. He, there are things he does that don't make any sense. But Cam continues to look good. Kyler Murray had another statement game, but it was against the Washington football team. Washington football team. And we'll have I think saying it dramatically is just makes the name so much more funny. So much funnier. It's funnier, right? Not more funny. Funnier. And we can have John wax poetically about how bad his wax poetically, why'd I say that? We could have John talk about how bad his Eagles team is. I'd like to burn Carson Wentz in a vat full of very hot wax, um, or at least his throwing arm, because dear God, man, I, I you know what? You could you could ask me to wax poetic all you want. I don't have very much to say. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I only have things to say when I have an opinion on what I'm seeing, and if I have a way of thinking that I could change it in some way. I mean, I remember. Uh, you messaging me during the game and, and you said, Oh, we can still win this game. And then five seconds later you said, Oh, we bad now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, Oh, we bad now because we are, um, there's, there are like two things on the Eagles in the Eagle season, uh, three, actually I'll say three. There are three things in this Eagle season so far that give me any sort of hope that maybe we made a couple of decent moves in the last like two years. Number one, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders, is a good running back just the way it is. He's a very good running back. Our line is not that good. They aren't doing him too many favors. I think he had 90 something on the ground. Miles Sanders is talented on his own. Imagine what he would do with a good O line. Um, Jalen Rager, obviously he's hurt now, but Jalen Rager is looking like a first round receiver so far. Um, fast runs a good route, pretty smart guy. Uh, I think he had one drop that probably he should have back. Um, but I'm going to credit that. For, it, it looked like a rookie drop. It didn't look like a brain drop. Um, so I'm just, I'll, I'll wait him out. I'm very excited what I've seen about what I've seen. I'm, I'm very excited with what I've seen out of Jalen Rieger so far. And lastly, Darius Slay. The problem with Darius Slay is he's been incredible. But, and it didn't cost you very much to get him. But we're so bad that the three-year contract that he's on right now is going to be worthless because he's going to be here for three years and we're going to be able to do nothing. We're going to do nothing with him because, yeah, great. We won't give up the deep ball on the right-hand side. 
great. We can't score six and 10. Like that's, that's kind of what it is right now. We can't score. And it is unequivocally a problem with Carson Wentz. Week one, I told you it was the O-line. I tried to defend it. The O-line was not a problem against the Rams. I don't know how that's true. Aaron Donald was pretty neutralized. Carson Wentz just can't throw right now. I don't know what it is, but you know, I'm going to give him I'm going to give him my Baker clock actually. Ready for this? I'm going to I'm going to do one quick switch. I'm going to give him my Baker Mayfield clock. Baker Mayfield showed me this week that he actually is a capable quarterback. At, when he played ba- the Bengals. It helps that his running backs are actual deities. <laughs> the best running back duo in the NFL easily. <laughs> Name me the second. Who is it? I can't tell you that. Right. It, probably, the, probably the Niners. That's probably it. Yeah, but there's and then, a, like four guys. And Raheem Mostert's worse than both of what Cleveland has. Like it just – Kareem Hunt should not be on a $7 million a year deal with Cleveland. He should be somewhere else. I can't believe that Cleveland has both of them under control for two more full seasons after this one. It's nutty. Um they won a hell of a game the other night. Baker Mayfield looked like quarterback. Baker Mayfield, you are off my clock. Good work. You did it. I needed one game, and I got it. I needed one, and I got it. Carson Wentz, you got to show me like three because you're in the fifth year, and what you're doing right now is brain-dead football. It's not because of non-ability. It's because you're throwing dumb. It's because you're not thinking about what you're doing. You know, I'm really tired of looking like the Jets. I'm getting tired of it. No, um, no, no one can look as bad as the Jets. Watch us this weekend when we play Cincinnati and go 0-3. As we move on to predictions for this week. We have anyone else to touch here? I mean, do we want uh, Chiefs Chargers? I mean, Chiefs Chargers. Charger, yeah, Herbert looked good. Chargers should have won. Uh, Saints Raiders. Drew Brees is uh, legitimately falling off a cliff at this point. I didn't watch too much of that one. You you had your eyes on it. Does he just look cooked or like what's the problem? I can't really explain it because the Raiders don't have a quality pass rush. Right. He looked rushed. He looked like he couldn't make a single throw past seven yards. And if he wasn't throwing to Alvin Kamara, it was a bad ball. Is it a Michael Thomas issue? You think? Listen, Emmanuel Sanders had, I think, one catch, and it was in the fourth quarter with two minutes remaining. Um, I can't say it's only a a Mike Thomas issue. I can't. I will say um, if anyone can come back from a bad week, it's Sean Payton and uh, Drew Brees, but it was legitimately worrisome that – Sure, this team will make the playoffs, but I don't see them reaching their goal of winning the Super Bowl or even reaching the Super Bowl if Drew Brees plays like he does right now. I mean, what have we said for like – we said it this year. We'll say it every year as long as Brees is there. The Saints always lose a game they shouldn't. Um, I know you're happy about being 2-0. and You shouldn't have won, right? So just looking at both teams on paper, you should have lost. I think you went 34 points week one, 34 this week, right? Yes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You don't have receivers. Your team should not have 34 points. Um, oh, and the funniest thing about watching the Raiders play right now and having John as a friend, Nelson no. Aguilar is good. 
Nelson Aguilar is looking good. Impossible. <laughs> Not physically possible. Every single time Nelson Aguilar makes a catch, I make sure to message John. That's going to be very infrequent texting. What's funny about Nelson Aguilar uh, is uh, nothing. But um, the, the funniest part about it, and, and in my opinion, the best part about Nelson Aguilar is that he's no longer an eagle. That's, that's my like, favorite part about Nelson Aguilar. I don't, he can be a pro bowler for you. I could give a shit. He, he's tainted, completely tainted. What's good for me is that if he does play really, really well for you this year, congrats, you have to pay him. That's and, that's, and it's not my problem. Because <laughs> he's only on a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. One-year vet minimum, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> still too much. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's go to week three. Yeah, let's do week three predictions. And we're going to start off with, uh, I can't say it anywhere else, a terrible Thursday night game after two, hey. after two great weeks. We have the Dolphins playing the Jaguars. Hey, that's only a little boring. Um, am I crazy to say I think the Jags are going to win? No, because I also think the Jaguars are going to win. Uh, Fitzpatrick will still be starting for the Dolphins. Minshew is hot. Like, he is hot. Did you see online they were talking about uh, Fitzpatrick's, like, my beard is better than a mustache? Yeah. <laughs> I, now we got the facial hair wars. The facial, oh. facial hair game. The facial hair game. Oh God, the beard game. The, the stash, the stash game. I, I, I still, I find it very funny that this Jags team, against all odds, is now like now we here we are picking them to win a game um, where we wanted to pick them to go zero and sixteen. Well, we thought their ceiling was two wins, and if they get this one, two wins. If we they don't. get, if they beat Miami, they'll be two and one. Yeah. I'll I'll say this. I'm I'm gonna look at it from a different dimension. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm I'm about to flip like crazy. Actually, I'm gonna say Dolphins by three. Now let me tell you why. I just thought about it for a second. There's one spot on the Dolphin team. There's one spot on that team that they've decided to invest serious money in. The Dolphins spend on their secondary. The Jags' strength on offense is the fact that they have a lot of receivers that are all pretty good. Like there's no there's no elite player on that offense. I think if you're going to get as close as you're going to get as DJ Chark, I don't think he's elite yet. I don't think he pro- he probably has a ceiling, and I think he's probably at it. He's a really 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 good two. I think that's probably his ceiling. Is he's an incredible two. Um. So, let's say Chark's their number one. Visca Chenault, the rookie out of Colorado, he's had a really good start for them. As a gadget back, um, they've been using him in a lot of different spots. Uh, Keelan Cole, they've got options there. Um, Would you say if I told you Byron Jones has a groin injury and he won't be playing? If, is he not playing? He had an Achilles problem. Then he had a groin injury after four snaps against the Bills and never returned from the game. All right, Jags by 10. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to go – I could have said that earlier. I went 90 seconds on about the yeah. receiving core and how many bodies there are, and I was going to say – I wanted to see what you had. I was going to say Miami is going to find I, – I, I was going to say Miami's got a lot of talent back there that can make Minshew have some trouble because I still don't think Minshew's a great QB. I think he's playing better than I thought he would. Um, but if you're going to tell me that the, the half of that money is not going to be on the field, 
Jags by 10. I'm going to say Jags by three because I still don't believe in Gardner Minshew. Like as a consistent, oh, I don't either. As a consistent start. I'm going to say, let's go with a pretty terrible Sunday night game. Let's say 17-14 Jaguars. Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank God it's not a Sunday night game. Oh, my God. <laughs> NBC doesn't want that. <laughs> let's move on from that game to the injury bowl. 49ers-Giants. Oh. 49ers-Giants. Now, if you told me all the injuries the 49ers had and just stopped there, I might be tempted to pick the Giants. But then you tell me Saquon Barkley is now injured. And all I can say here is both teams are going to show up and both teams are going to be bad. But Nick Mullins might be a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. What do you mean might? <laughs> he, 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 I, I, I've made no secret about it. I don't think Daniel Jones can play. You're, I, I think you're dead on, but, but I've, I know my prediction by looking at this game. Niners by 14. Niners by 14. Now, can you give me an actual score and not just a score differential? 31-17. I can't see the Niners scoring 31 points. I can. Against the Giants, I can. They're bad. They're really bad, and I don't think they're coached that well either. Um, oh, John, you got to run laps for that. Shut up. I, I, Joe Judge can eat it. I, I Do they not – I'm going to say it in three games from now, too. I, I was going to wait for it, but I'll say it now. Do the Giants feel kind of high school-y to you? They, they feel like they're built like a high school team. Well, when I watched Daniel Jones throw that interception against the Steelers in the goal line, that felt like a little high school-y to me. I remember was, seeing that. Yeah, but he looks like JV. Um, yeah, I, I, it feels a little high school-y to me. I, I, I don't like – how are they – they just signed Devontae Freeman. They're going to use him immediately. That can't possibly go wrong. Um, the Niners <laughs> won't have Bosa, Thomas, or D. Ford, and yet I still don't have faith in them to run the ball for over 100 yards. Who, the Giants? Yeah, they're not going to run the ball. They have no line. They have no O-line. And the 49ers shouldn't have a pass rush. Yeah, but Eric Armstead still exists. He's still the best part of either of the two lines. I'm sticking with it. Niners 31-17. Uh, I'm not going to go high scoring. I'm going to say Niners win it. Hell, I think under 20 points again. I'm going to say 17, 17 to like nine. <laughs> but here, I, 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 I might augment, but I'm probably going to stay high. Is Mostert playing or not? I know he's listed as questionable. He's definitely not going to play. If he doesn't play, it might be a 10-pointer. If Mostert does play, I think the 49ers finish this game at the half. But no, the game is done at kickoff. But it, it's the game's done now. I can't it's Wednesday. I can't see Mostert playing on a sprained MCL against the Giants. You don't yeah, need Mostert true. to beat the Giants. That's true. That's probably true. Do you think the Niners? I think the bigger question is like, are the Niners still a contender with with Thomas not, and Bosa? I do not believe so. Yeah, I, I'm torn. I think their division, when you look at the Seahawks, you look at the Cardinals, you look at the Rams playing better than they should. There's just too much competition in that division for the Niners to rise above such crippling injuries. Even with the extra wild card, there's enough in the NFC for me to say they don't make the playoffs. Like I need to see it to believe it at this point. 
what's really interesting about the the NFC West is you've got the Rams, which is like opening a new stadium. I know there's no bodies in it, but like they've got this big storyline. The Niners were supposed to have this huge storyline of like, oh, we went to the Super Bowl, we didn't quite get it done, but we're young and we're ready. We retooled, we're ready to go. Now they're all hurt. Um, then you got the Seahawks where you got a quarterback that should have won the MVP seven times by now. He's won none of them, and now he's looking like he's probably going to come for it. And the best team in that division right now looks like the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, I think the best-looking team. In total. Are they all 2-0? Is that whole division 2-0? Except for the 49ers, yes. The 49ers- oh, that's right. The Niners lost week one. All right, that's true. They lost the Cardinals. Um, yeah, so- thanks to Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien has built the NFC West. <laughs> Honestly, give it up for Bill O'Brien. Give it up for Bob, the general manager slash head coach slash, I guess, savant of the Houston Texans, who are 0-2? Uh, yeah. Interesting. I wonder if he's not good at his job. What's really funny is if you look at the Google schedule, the next game, it says it, it, uh, the first game was Dolphins-Jags. Second game was Niners-Giants. Then the next game is Washington Browns. Washington. Because the Browns face off against the Washington football team. Someone should tell Google to just put football team. <laughs> I mean, it would. I hate that name. So, I really, I, hate I actually it. very much enjoy that name, Washington football team. I hope it stays. It's never staying. It's so ludicrous, yet it feels right. It doesn't feel right. Anyways, the football team is going to go against Baker Mayfield coming from a really, really good redemption game. Hell yeah. Fine. Thank you, Baker. Um, Dwayne Haskins could use some redemption. I don't think Never going to happen. Here. How, many, how long until Alex Smith starts? Let's be honest here. <laughs> I don't think he will. I, I think they'll go, to, they'll, go to, they'll go to Allen before they go to Smith. That's too bad. I, how, I mean, how healthy has he gotten? Is he like 100% cleared? He has been clear for football activity. He's third on their depth chart. Um, he's probably inactive during game days. If he takes a snap this year, the guy is going to win comeback player of the year. Mark my words. Because so far, one of our like dark horses was Gronk, and it, it's not going to happen. Because <laughs> um, he, looks, he looks shot. <laughs> he looks completely shot. Yeah, right, now it's, uh, right now, it's Big Ben's award to lose. It's, it's Ben and Smith. It's one of those two will win it. Ben hasn't even looked that good this year. But he's looked serviceable. Like, you know what's funny is, like, the trend right now is all the QBs that are, like, coming back around for, like, one more ride, they all look shot. Every one of them. The one that looks the least shot is probably Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, Rivers looks done. Breeze looks done. Brady looks done. Like, they all look like they're – this is it. They, they all look like this is one last ride. They look like Fast and Furious 7. It's like when it should have ended, but then money happened, so they kept making them. So, Dwayne Haskins in the Washington offense. We have a Haskins a shot already. Do you see any way here that they can upset the Browns besides Baker Mayfield just losing his mind again? I, I think that's actually the way, but, but not, in just the, not in just the way of, like, Baker Mayfield playing bad or playing good. The Washington D-line is no joke. I, I, I'm not going to – you know, we – all. The entire time. Washington D-line is young and scary. Their front seven's good. I just – I can't – the Washington offense does not scare me at all. In my eyes, they're the second worst – well, no, nah, they're probably the worst offense on paper. They just – they don't 
they don't scare me. They, there's nothing about it. Dwayne Haskins is not a quarterback I have to think about as a defensive coach at all. I don't have to look at the Washington offense and think, man, they could really kill me because they're not going to. Um, the Browns O-line isn't that good, and that's the concern, is that the Browns O-line is where a lot of the – I mean, the running game is always big for them. You need an O-line of some sort in order to establish a run. If the Washington D-line is ready, I think Washington could absolutely pull off the subset and go 2-1. and one. Absolutely. This is, a, this is a much closer game, but I'm still going to say Cleveland by six, but it's a much closer game, like 28-22 or like 27-21 or something like that. I want to believe the Browns showed us a consistent change and not just a one-time thing. And I'm going to predict a 27-10 because I don't have any faith in the Washington offense to move the football down the field. Yeah, I, I wish I'd seen. I wish I've seen more out of the uh, the Cleveland offense by. Uh, or I'm not. I'm sorry. Defense. I wish I'd seen more out of the Cleveland defense by now, and more than just like we have Miles Garrett, and end of defense. Like that's kind of what it starts to seem like for the Browns. But that to me, that's enough for Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Listen, if they start hitting Haskins, you, your score is going to look really realistic. Really realistic. I don't know who plays left tackle over there. I know it used to be Trent Williams. I know he's playing for the Niners. I know he's doing it well. I do know that the new guy, we had success against the new guy uh, week one, the Eagles did. Garrett's going to make him look silly. I'm pretty sure of that because we rushed like Josh Sweat at him. And that's like a fourth round pick at a Florida State with just degenerative knee problems. So I think Miles Garrett, who is none of the things I just said, is going to play really, really well against him. I'm going to stick with six just because a couple passes here and there could get, could score it through. I'm waiting for Terry McLaurin to have a good game. I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen him kind of re, like resurface. Denzel Ward is definitely not the guy you'd expect him to resurface against, but it's got to happen at some point, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to a, not a fun game for you. Yeah, we can, we can skip it. <laughs> Angles will play the Eagles. And uh, surprise, surprise, it looks like both of us are predicting the Bengals to beat the Eagles and Joe Burrow to get his first win of the year. Hey, I didn't say that yet, <laughs> but I agree. Um, yeah, I, I, I've never had this little faith in, uh, in, in the Eagles. None. I've never had this little faith. Also, Joe Burrow's due for a win. He played great in both games. Joe Burrow has had two games essentially robbed from him. Yeah. Um, if it the happens, first game was robbed. If it happens again, then uh, it's the curse. It's the bungles. <laughs> Listen, he's Joe Burrow's going to get his. I think if there's one thing we've learned in the past couple of weeks watching Joe Burrow. It's that he he's he's going to be a good quarterback. He's definitely going to be a good quarterback. I've seen nothing to the contrary just yet. Uh, I like what I've seen out of Joe Burrow. I really don't want to see it on Sunday. <laughs> the only thing I worry about for Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense is that offensive line has not been playing well. No, it's atrocious. Yeah. It's absolutely atrocious. And I, I don't want to watch Joe Burrow get injured. And, and the way he has to play hero ball uh, late in the games because all of his games have been close and he's trying to win the football. Uh, I'm worried his offensive line is just going to let him down and that man's going to like 
he's going to hurt his leg. He's going to get a knee injury. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's better that than like a rib injury. Cause if he gets a rib injury, then he gets stabbed in the lung, um, you know, by a team doctor, but um, <laughs> I can't get over that. Um, but it, it, it's uh, it, yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not overly thrilled with having to face him right now. I'm also not overly thrilled to have to do with Joe Mixon, who is starting to – well, I shouldn't say starting. Joe Mixon has always been good. But he's starting to ramp up this year. because He's it, turning the corner. He's had a slow start. He's had a he, slow start. He's turning the corner. Um, you know, he's, he's looking like what Joe Mixon was supposed to look like. I'd be remiss if we didn't just reestablish that Joe Mixon is kind of a piece of garbage mm-hmm. um, after his collegiate exploits. But, um, but because he, he is. Give me a score. We don't need to talk about Joe Mixon's – Yeah. It was just his, his collegiate lady smashing. Um, he, um, let's say, go, I'm to hell, go, go to hell, Joe Mixon. Um, I'll go first. I'll say 24-17 Bengals. Last time, 24-21 Eagles. One more time. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm going I'm, to, I'm, I know it in my gut that I'm wrong. Screw it. I'm just. I'm gonna throw the team out of the bus. Screw it. We're gonna go on three. I can't even pretend it. We're gonna go on three. But you're actually gonna hate. You're gonna love what I'm about to say. I, this is my real score. Thirty to twenty, Cincy. Thirty points from Cincy. That'd be fun to watch. I mean, he can't throw to AJ, but he can throw to everybody else. Yeah. Like he, AJ will be shut off. Slay is gonna shut him down. But because he plays Slay well, he plays AJ well when he's played him. It's it's just not. This is a do or die game for the Eagles, I would say. Like this early in the season, going zero and three to <laughs> the end. Yeah, I'm not uh I'm not thrilled with that idea. But um let's move on to something that makes you a little bit happier. It won't. <laughs> Raiders will play the Patriots. Uh both teams had good play last week. Patriots looking for a win that they honestly deserved. Uh, at the end of Sunday night, it was a one-yard run by Cam Newton, and it got snucked out. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't pass that play. I know it's a joke with the no, no. no. They should have put they should put Cam's ass under center. Yeah, and run it straight up. They should have gone. I agree with the sneak call. I hate doing it from the shotgun. He can quite literally just fall, and he would have been in the touchdown. The guy is six six two two sixty two fifty five two sixty five. He's huge. Put him under center, get a fullback behind him if you still carry. Well, I don't know if they still carry James Devlin or anything like that. But put somebody behind him and push. He'd get in, no doubt. Might have been worried about his long-term availability as the season goes on. Oh. Put too much on that body. What are you squeaking? Oh, my dog is squeaking his toy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Did you ask me what I was squeaking? Once again, welcome to a podcast from home. This is- <laughs> yeah, this is the challenges of like, th- these are the challenges of like having to do these things in like our homes. Yeah, like taking a toy from your dog that he's clearly enjoying because you can't have it in the room. I don't, I don't have a pet, so at least I have that for me, but I wish I had a pet, but it's probably better that I don't right now. Oh, whoops, I accidentally threw that outside. I'll get it for you later. Go get it, Oz. <laughs> Anyways, Raiders Patriots. <laughs> oh no, I accidentally threw it outside. <laughs> Raiders Patriots. Now we're gonna disagree here because I'm high- a homer. Yeah, 
Uh, I think Raiders will take this game. Out of your mind. <laughs> uh, losing credibility by the second. All right, give me, give me your score. Maintain impartiality. I just threw the Eagles under the bus. You're not that good a team. You don't deserve 2-0. and You should be 1-1, and you know it. Give me your score prediction for Raiders-Patriots. 57-3, to Patriot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I do think the Patriots going to win. Uh, and I, I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be bloody. It's not going to look bloody, but I think it's going to beat you by like 10-13. to 13. I think no matter what, it's going to be a – it's going to feel like a close game. I disagree. Okay. You can disagree all you want. Oh, easily. <laughs> it's the easily. Whole point of show. One, team, one team has a coach, and the Raiders have John Gruden. I was going to say this. I was going to hold it for then. I called the Giants a high school team. I'm going to call you a college team. Why? Because you saw the uh, yes. post-game dancing? Yes. Yes. Um, that's, oh. a college, that, that's, that's, that's college crap. Half that locker room, we used to do that when Chip Kelly was our head coach. We did that crap. How'd that work out? It didn't. Chip Kelly's first year with Philly, 10 and 6. Second year with Philly, 10 and 6. Third year, 8 and 7. And then he was fired before game 16 because he was a prick. Notice I didn't mention a losing season there. doesn't matter. When a team is bad, it's bad. I still have no faith in John Gruden. I have more faith in Mike Mayock. I still think you draft like idiots, Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell has not shown me a damn thing yet. I'm waiting. What I I've, really am. What I've seen from Farrell is stout run defending, but the pass rushing is a problem. I've seen a second-round pick, and you took him fourth overall. Like, that's my problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like when Max, what round was Crosby taken? Fifth round. He's outplaying Farrell in every facet. And that's not a good look. That's a horrible look. Your best D lineman's probably Max Crosby, followed by what, Hurst? I think actually Hurst is our best D lineman. I, I, I would say that's probably, you could definitely, I think you could argue both. I like to say it's an end because I think playing end is a lot harder. A tackle's a, a, a gap stopper. Hurst is damn good at it, but, um, but, but at that point, your job is just being large. And he's pretty good at being large. I think he's pretty good at being big. But Crosby's a mover. He's, he's smart. He knows how to get to the quarterback. He hasn't had as good a start this year as he did last year. Last year was nuts. But what I will say is I, I, I don't see it yet with you guys just because of Josh Jacobs. Like, yeah, Josh Jacobs is a great player but you are going to need more offense in totality. Okay. I understand. Cause you didn't watch. I did not watch the same game. I know what I know. Waller made Malcolm Jenkins look like a punk. I do know that. Actually, uh, uh-huh. not completely true. Malcolm Jenkins played very good coverage and you, he just got beat a couple of times just because Waller's a massive human. Being. He got beat a couple of times because Malcolm Jenkins is 32 years old. Most of Waller's work was on the Saints linebackers, and I don't know their names because I'm not a right. Uh, I believe it was Jenkins. I believe that Jenkins is safety. Well, uh, then I'm probably wrong, but there's a Saints linebacker. To, 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 to your defense, though, Malcolm Jenkins plays a lot of box safety, so he does play up. He plays in linebacker range, but he is a safety. But there's another, there's another linebacker that they pair with Demario Davis. Demario Davis played Waller great. He only played him a couple of times, but he played him great. Then how'd you beat them? Just tell me. The other linebacker was on Waller for the rest okay. of the night. Uh, besides that, the Raiders' passing offense impressed me against the Saints. It, it looked fast. Their third down conversion rate, I don't remember what it was, but it was ridiculously high. 
Well, that's a good point. You do have a first-round wide receiver. How would he do? He was held for pass interference a couple of No, no, no. That's not what I asked. I, I asked how did he do. He did not have a good game. Right, okay. So that's what I consistently have been telling you, though, about this Raider team. You have to make right decisions. So far in the last two seasons, your first-round picks have been bad decisions. Josh, Henry, first-round pick and Jonathan Abrams is a first-round pick. I'm sorry. So you had three last year. I keep forgetting that. So you're like one for four because I'm not in on Abrams yet. I'm not in on Abram yet. I, but I'm not in on Abram for the reason that I've told you about Abram. I think Abram was like a five-year career. Like, I think he's going to kill himself. And he almost did. Right. <laughs> I, did see, I did see that. We should wrap up this game because we're talking too much about Yeah, we are. But move the camera, for Christ's sakes. There's no fans in the stands. Why the hell is that camera right there? Why does Monday Night Football, why does ESPN consistently screw up Monday Night Football? Like, last year it was Booger McFarlane just existing. This year it's machinery, heavy machinery on the field that doesn't have any earthly business being there. Can we can, – I, I do want to say one last thing about that, though, before we, like, give a score and move on to the Bears Falcons. Okay. Um, I, I did I, – I caught, like, a couple of plays on, on replay. The commentary's commensurately better. Oh, yeah, Lewis this Rick, year. really impressing me. So, Lewis Riddick used to work for Philly. Yeah. He was one of our scouts. I, I got a lot of love for Lewis Riddick. I think he's one of the smartest football heads – out there. I wish he still had a job in the NFL. I, he probably, I'm sure it was like his choice to like do TV, mm-hmm. but he, the guy could do anything he wants at football. And who the other two it's, it was a greasy and Levy. Is that who it is? I don't remember the other one because frankly, after him and after Riddick and greasy, he wasn't important. Uh, Greasy's damn good. Riddick's damn good. I think the other one is Steve Levy. Steve Levy's good at his job. You no, know, Monday night has a good group. It's been a while, but they have a good group to, to do their games. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very – it is far better, far better than anything we've seen the last few years out of them. All right. Um, Bears foul. Oh, let's give, me, give me your score for Raiders-Patriots. So, let's say uh, – I'll go 30-20 again. 30-20. I'm going to go 28-24. Who are you picking? You're going to have the Patriots winning. I'm going to have the Raiders winning. You're nuts. All right. Bears, Falcons. Trubisky, I believe, is 2-0. and <laughs> Yeah. Can we – if the Falcons lose this game, can they fire Dan Quinn? Can they please fire Dan? Please. No, no, I'm asking you permission so that I can fire him. I'm asking you permission so I can ask the – so I can go up to that owner and smack him across the face. If you can name the owner of the Falcons. Like, what's his first name? Arthur. All right, you did get it. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm very surprised you knew that. I don't know why, but I am surprised you knew. I like Arthur Blank as an owner, by the way. But God, they have to win this, right? There were news reports where they were arguing whether or not the Falcons understood the offsides rules. I, I, how can you be a head coach after that? How, well, how can you be in the NFL – how could you be in the NFL and not know how offsides works as a player? You just, you kind of have to know that that's, that's simple. That's simple shit. Anyway, um, Matt Ryan looking great. Calvin Ridley surprising everyone. Julio, and Julio Jones dropping touchdown passes. Yep. Uh, but the, but the Atlanta offense looks good. It looks yeah. Uh, Chicago bears, their defense has done enough to win them games. 
I have to believe that the Falcons can beat the Bears because if the Bears the Bears don't look like a three and zero team, that record scares me. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. I, I will say I, I want to give credit to two player to two a coach and a player in this particular matchup. Credit to Matt Nagy. The Bears are two and zero in part because he is a. I think Matt Nagy is a damn good football coach. I really do. I think um, he could have lost his job at the end of the year, but they've kept him and he started well. Nagy shouldn't have lost. Nagy's only been in that job for two years. Yeah, and the Bears were getting worse and worse. And their quarterback, who he came to help the quarterback. Yeah, but he didn't pick that quarterback. I, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to stop. I'm, 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 I, just cut, I just cut you the hell off, and I'm sure the audio sounds bad there, but I'm not going to let you chastise Nagy for Trubisky. I know he was brought in to help Mitch, but he did not pick Mitch. I mean, if you're a coach, you got you to pick your quarterback, especially if you're a quarterback coach like Nagy is, right? I, I think the offense is simple enough for Mitch to get it. I have not seen a damn thing out of Mitch yet to be like that guy should be the quarterback past like week seven. I still think Nick Foles is taking that job at some point. But the, the reality of like you have an Atlanta team here that on oh, the second guy I was going to give kudos to was uh, Todd Gurley. Cause Gurley decided I'm not going to have knee problems right now. Todd Gurley decided I'm going to be good. Now he kind of figured himself out again. He got his, he got his act together. He got his health, right? I think he's still waiting on money from the Rams, which is really, really kind of funny. Um, I, I, I gotta say, I, I gotta think Atlanta's gonna gonna find a way to win a football game. I, I they have to, for Dan Quinn's sake, they've got to find a way to win a football game. This Bear team is not good enough to stop them. They just aren't. I don't care how much Khalil Mack you have. I don't care how much Eddie Jackson you have. You still have that offense, and that offense is atrocious. You've only got two, you got two running backs that have got a lot of talent. You've got a quarterback that doesn't have a whole lot of talent at all. And you've got a receiver in Allen Robinson. I don't see it for Chicago. So give me your score. Do you think the Falcons collapse once again? No. No, they can't. They can't. What I was just saying, I was just saying it. It's, it's a matter of like Atlanta can't do this again. They, can't, they should have beaten Dallas, right? Like, if not for the dumbest brain-neutral play you've ever seen in your life, they would have won that football game. <sighs> 30. I, I, nah, God. Nah, that Chicago defense is better than I'm saying. I'm going to say low score, 21 to 21-16. A bunch of field goals. For Chicago. So I'm going to say Atlanta wins that game, 21-16. Well, I also don't see the Falcons throwing another game away, and if they do, it's time. Fire Dan Quinn. But uh, I'm going to go much closer. I'm going to go 20-17. I'm going to say Falcons win off a field goal. Much closer? Yeah. <laughs> it was a two-point difference. That's huge. Man. It's huge. <laughs> In the NFL, it actually kind of is. All right, um, we're gonna we're gonna take a short commercial break here because we don't have commercials for the ads we don't have. Yeah, and then uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, big shout out to uh, Costco brand dog, whatever it was bones or treats or whatever for shutting your dog up. <laughs> um, also, not a sponsor, but you could be. It'd be nice if you were. Please give us money. You can shut up my dog weekly. That's how we'll. That's how we'll 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 deliver it that way. Like. Costco brand dog treats. You shut up, Oz. 
His dog's name is Oz. Anyway, what game are we on? All right, we just finished Bears and Falcons. So now we get to a really good game, in my opinion. The L.A. Rams will be playing the Buffalo Bills. Now, God, I like this Bills team. Look, like, let's, let's talk about this Bills team. Because the Bills team has beaten, what, the Dolphins and the Jets to be 2-0, right? Correct, I think. They've absolutely curb stomped them. Let me check who the Buffalo Bills beat. Yeah, they, they beat the Dolphins by three points. Wow, I can't believe it was only three points. <laughs> and they beat the Jets by 10. The Bills are hot. Josh Allen is an MVP candidate and is John's current second favorite choice. This is their first real test, in my opinion, because the Rams have been better than advertised. Agreed. So let's talk about the Rams because they, uh, like the Chiefs, disregard cap numbers and sign everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, they're doing it differently than the Chiefs are. Um, I still The difference is I think the Chiefs are doing it the right way. The Chiefs are building from within, whereas the Rams are like, I'm going to trade all of my assets to Jacksonville for a corner that's – Good, but is he worth eighty million some odd dollars? What what does he get paid? A hundred? Oh, you know I don't keep track of that. Does he break? I think he broke a hundred actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Jalen Ramsey actually broke a hundred. Um, either way, stupid contract. Um, but one hundred and five million dollars. One hundred and five million. Yep. Okay. Beautiful. Anyway, yeah, I'm not I'm not thrilled with what I'm seeing out of. Um, oh no, I can't say that. I'm not thrilled with the with like the three and the 10 beating Miami and the Jets by, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, it's not, it's not my favorite, my, my favorite score breakdown uh, in the world. But most of the, most of their scoring has been in garbage time because the bills get into a huge lead and then they relax because they, they can relax It's the Jets and it's Miami. Yeah. You're cutting these things close though. Three, three points is three points. I think Miami's improved over last year, but are they three points deficit to the bills improved? I don't know. Because the Bills were a playoff team. They won 11-ish game, what, 10 or 11 last year they won? Yeah, and then they went to the playoffs, and Josh Allen had his first experience. It wasn't that great. Yeah, he got smacked. Yeah. But both teams are undefeated entering this game. This, to me, feels like Buffalo's first loss. But <laughs> standing standing and looking at that and seeing the Rams at 3-0 and is just shocking to me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, but I'm going to operate under this rationale. I like the Bills at 3-0 and more than I like the Rams at 3-0. and A lot more than I like the Rams at 3-0. and I mean, I agree with that. We didn't have the Rams for the playoffs in our uh, preseason predictions. And yet, I, I think we were wrong, by the way. We were, we were. Uh, San Francisco 49 is getting injured helps with that. But the Rams are also playing significantly better than both of us expected. Sean, Mc, Sean McVay. I was going to say McDad. <laughs> McDonald's Sean McVay. I thought you were going to say Sean McDaddy. <laughs> Sean McDaddy has, has put in some new twists in his <laughs> Oh, God, no. We can't do that. No, 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 no. You don't want to be remembered as the McDaddy podcast? We, we can we, – oh, God. Yeah, this is, this, is when we, this is when we canceled ourselves. <laughs> McDaddy. But uh, Sean McVay has thrown some, like, wrinkles in his offense, and it's working, but how long is that going to work? And against a defense like the Bills, I think he might start getting figured out. Jared Goff will probably throw an interception. So I actually think this game will be very close. I don't think it'll be that low scoring because Josh Allen is playing out of his mind recently. 
And the addition of Stefan Diggs has really elevated that offense. So it really comes, do you think Jalen Ramsey can neutralize Stefan Diggs? Yes, but who cares? Um, so, um, uh, scores, predictions. I think Rams take it. I think, what, 27-23? I'm going to go Bills. Um, I'm going to go Bills 24-17. I think that Bill defense is really, really good. I think Cooper Cup's going to have a tough time with White, with Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going I'm to give the Rams – I'm going to spot the Rams 17, go 24 with, with Buffalo. The Rams – here, and I'll tell you this, the other thing, the other wrinkle you got to add to this – the Rams flew to the East Coast to play the Eagles last week. Mm-hmm. They had to fly home per the COVID rules. Now they got to fly back to the East Coast. And it's a morning game. And it's a morning game. And there were morning games both times. Yeah. Tough schedule for the Rams. Really tough schedule for the Rams. I know they, they showed this graphic when I was watching the Eagle game. There's a weird – like the Rams the next like four months – or four, four months, four weeks are back and forth between like – ridiculous ridiculous distances to to play their games it's unfortunate that scheduling worked out this way uh, yeah after the bills COVID. are going to play the giants and then washington and they'll stay in the state after that because they'll play the 49ers they're playing washington and new york both away they no washington yeah they're playing new york new york comes to the rams and then washington uh, they go to washington that's awful. <laughs> That's awful because you get one week off and then you have to go back to the East Coast again. Three East Coast games for the Rams this year in as many as four weeks. That's awful. But they're all winnable, I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, they played the Eagles. Of course, they're winnable. Um, but, yeah, I, it's just – it's a far trip. It's tiring. You got to go the day before now instead of two days off because of the COVID rules. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, I remember playing football games in high school, coming off the bus after an hour and your legs are tired. Like it just, it screws with you. Five hours on a plane is not a short amount of time. It just isn't. Let's move on to uh, Bill O'Brien's Texans. Yeah, they're going to get curb stomped. Against the Steelers. The Texans have had a rough early schedule. And they're going to have a rougher one. They played the Chiefs. Then they played the Ravens, and now they get to play that Steelers defense. Pittsburgh's filthy. That defense is so sexy. And uh, I think the important thing to talk about the Steelers and their offense is while Big Ben hasn't looked, you know, like Big Ben, he's, he's struggling, but he's also the best out of the old quarterbacks right now. Deontay Johnson looks great. Yep. Claypool is catching long passes, and he might solidify himself as a wide receiver three. And Juju Smith-Schuster's back, which is huge for them. So I'm, I don't see uh, a reason the Steelers can lose this, except for one thing. The Steelers played the Broncos last week. Drew Locke left the game early with an injury, and Jeff Driscoll kept that game way too close, if you're the Steelers. Like, <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, man. You have to assume the Steelers took the foot off the gas a little bit. At least that's what I'm going to operate from because you're right. They should have, they should have bullied the hell out of Driscoll. Let's look at, let's look at this. Uh, Jeff Driscoll threw for two touchdowns and one interception, and they outscored the Steelers after the half uh, 18 to nine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not encouraging. Um, <laughs> it's not encouraging in the slightest, in fact. That being said, I, I – TJ Watt. 
that's uh, really that's all I have to say. TJ Watt. Want another reason Bud Dupree. Want another Minka Fitzpatrick. Bud Dupree, Minka Fitzpatrick. And and, and, and you said it you said it the right way. Deontay Johnson's having a much better season than I thought he would have. Mm-hmm. Um Juju Juju looks like a wide receiver too, weirdly enough. Like he doesn't look like a one. He and just he's doesn't. Thrived. He's thrived as a wide receiver too. Yeah, but is De- that's my question. Is Deontay Johnson a one? I don't think so, personally. I think they got two twos and then whatever the hell Claypool is. Because mm-hmm. right now Claypool is – he's a bang or he's not on the field. Like it's – Claypool's getting rotated in, and he's either explosive as all hell or he's not being thrown at. Um, I think that Pittsburgh deep, uh, offense still has a ways to go. James Conner and Benny Snell help. And by the way, you want a candidate for the second best running back tandem in football, it might be that one. Yeah. It might be that one. The way Snell's playing and the way we know James Conner is capable of playing, that might be it. All right, so um, give me a score. Or actually, maybe Baltimore. Talk about that. Div- that division's got some running back cores. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Pittsburgh the win in a low score. I'm going to say 17 to, like, 13. I'm also going to give the Steelers the win, but I think they'll score more, like, much more. Um, listen, the Texans don't have a defense, in my opinion. Their corner – their secondary is awful. It's not uh, well-structured. J.J. Watt, he's getting up there, and it's showing. So, I'm going to I'm gonna say Steelers score 26 26-10, 16-point difference. That's a big bump. It is. Um, Titans Vikings next game. This the is the Vikings, easiest one of the week for me to call. The Vikings are zero and two. Kirk Cousins has looked absolutely dreadful. Oh my lord, has he looked bad? <laughs> the Titans are two and zero, and they've skated through some uh, harsh, like not I want to say harsh, uh, some ugly wins. They they barely beat Jacksonville. Um, but this game, this game should be easy for them, in my opinion. And then Titans are going by like 20. Like, I really do. I, I, Jadavian Clowney for two games for Tennessee, considering the guy had no offseason practice at all, has looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Tannehill is running the offense from a stable perspective. I think he's still overpaid for what it's worth. I think the contract he got is still too much, but it was the price of keeping your offense in stability. It's, it's, it's important to keep your offense stable, and if that's mm-hmm. what it costs you, it's cost you that. I believe A.J. Brown will be back for this game, which will be huge for Tannehill. And that A.J. Offense. Brown back. Jonu Smith starting to look like a real tight end one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, like Jonu. I think Derrick Henry is going to run through this team. And then on the play action, you'll have Tannehill hitting people. Maybe even Corey Davis will score, will score more points than he usually does. Or A.J. Brown will come back with a huge resurgence from his uh, injury. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I think this is one of the easier games to call. This week I'm gonna go I'm gonna go thirty seventeen. Titans. Twenty seven twenty. The Vikings uh, Titans win, but the Vikings have enough firepower to put points on the board. Eventually Kirk Cousins is gonna have to play well at some point, right? He has to do something. At what um, point uh, at what point is Mike Zimmer's job in jeopardy? End of the season. End of the season. For sure. It it won't be before then, but end of the season, for sure. So, by that, I don't think he gets fired, but I, I think they'll start to question it. And then for the start of our afternoon games, we have Panthers-Chargers, and Herbert is confirmed to be starting. I like this game a lot. This should be a fun game. It's weird because 
to me, the Panthers haven't played like a zero and two team. No, they've been impressive at times. And it really just comes to the fact, do you believe the Panthers can have any success on offense without McCaffrey? Because they're not going to have McCaffrey. They're going to have, I believe his name is Mike Davis as a starting running back. And uh, Herbert, will he continue his impressive game or will he show us what he showed us in college? What he showed us in college was inconsistency. I assume you'll probably see some of the same in the NFL. Uh, to say that Justin Herbert's going to be great just based off of the, the the one game he played against, what was it, Indianapolis? No, um, against Kansas City. The Kansas City, you're right. I'm sorry. Why did I say Indianapolis? I don't know. Um, the, uh, I think I said Indianapolis because I was thinking Phil Rivers. Um, <laughs> because of the Chargers. Yeah. He played a very good team, very, very close, took him to overtime and almost beat him. If not for his coach you know, meddling in his affairs, he would have probably won. Damn. The Panthers, you're right, do not look like an 0-2 team. Yeah, Dude, um, like an 0-3 team. No, hell no. But And the Chargers uh, are 1-1. One one. I, I think they're going to be an 0-3 team. Yeah. I, I, I think Herbert's going to smack them. Um, now, not smack, maybe just a, a light jostle. I'm going to go 20-14. to 14. The Panthers, Panthers lost their offense. I mean, not having Christian McCaffrey is a massive issue for the Panthers. McCaffrey and... Saquon, if their two teams lose those two players, the offense is dead, period. It is dead. There's nothing left on the Giants on offense. Sorry, Giants fans. I'm not that sorry, but sorry, Giants fans. Panthers, I'm more sorry for you because I don't really care what you do. I like Matt Rule. I think the team is well-coached. I think they're well-built. They can't score. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson has been a great free agent pickup so far. Robbie Anderson has been great. Um, that is the that is the key person I'm going to zero in on, and say the Panthers pull an upset. Mike Davis looks like a passing back to me. He doesn't look like he's going to be able to run straight. I don't know the last time Teddy Bridgewater threw 50 passes in a game, but this might be the one where he has to do it. Um, this this one feels like a coin flip, mm-hmm. but I do think the Chargers are going to win. I I said light jostle before. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with like. 21-14. I think that's what I said before, right? Uh, yeah, and I think uh, I think you're you're right. The Chargers have a better team on paper right now. Yeah, that's obvious. Even without Derwin James. Yeah, but they still have the Bosa. So, and logically, this is a Chargers game to lose, and I just think it's going to happen. I uh, I need to see I need to see Justin Herbert put together three games like he did against Kansas City for me to trust him. So I'm going to pick the Panthers to win 17-14. Yeah, you know, hopefully by the end of this, Herbert won't need any injections. Um, but you seem to be picking the Chargers to be injected. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go. Oh, it's God. The thing that they like to be. <laughs> I just looked at the next game, and I, like, okay, had a yeah. so physical, visceral, painful reaction. We can move on to the next game because it'll be a quick 20 seconds. Yeah, who cares? Play the Colts and the Jets. That's Colts. The Jets will lose. I don't care what the score is. The Jets are going to lose this football. Yeah, thirty to one. It's not even. It's it's technically possible. Yeah. But I'm going to say I'm going to say twenty-seven ten. Actually, it isn't technically possible. Whatever. Yeah, twenty-seven ten. I whatever. Twenty-four ten. Twenty-seven ten. What does it matter? Colts are going to win. Um. Let's move on. Cowboys. Yeah. Can, can we one quick thing? Because I feel like we do need to say something. Okay. Because it can't just 
sorry, Jets and Colts fans, your teams don't interest us. It's more of the Jets. Colts fans are doing fine. Yeah. No, you're not. You have Phil Rivers. Rivers is not your quarterback. Sorry, he's not playing well. Look, Colts, um, Colts don't have Paris Campbell. T.Y. Hilton had a forgettable game. But Jonathan Taylor looks good. Um, for the I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that. I'm just waiting for that to change. For the, for the cases of my own personal fantasy team, use Naeem Hines. You don't f- use him. Use Naeem Hines. No, you're using him the correct amount. <laughs> The exact, exactly as using him right now, keep doing exactly that. And keep giving Jonathan Taylor the ball. I promise he won't fumble, except he uh, absolutely I have, will. I have nothing good to say about the Jets. Their wide receiver core is banged up. Sam Darnold, uh, I weep for your career. I hope you find someone else. On when, is it o- when is it over in the, with the Jets? Is Gase, Gase is going to be gone, right? Oh, God. Why does it feel like Gase is going to last the entire season? Oh, I'm sure he's going to last the season, but I'm saying when the season's done. He should be gone. You're right. Okay. Will, will Darnold go with him? Uh, you know, I saw not, – They're not a package. I'm saying will he also be gone? I saw an interesting thought uh, that the Pittsburgh Steelers would trade for Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't hate that. To be the heir apparent for, for that team. And the, uh, the Jets recoup some capital. They get a new coach. He chooses their quarterback – Hey, maybe it's Trevor Lawrence. He chooses Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's about it. Right. Not much to say. Colts are going to yeah, move on. Congrats for the bye week. Uh, Cowboys, Seahawks. Oh, damn it, Seahawks, please. Dear God. Oh, Listen, please. Seattle Seattle loses one game that they shouldn't every single year. The Cowboys apparently <laughs> are going to win a game they shouldn't every single year. They already did that. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Seahawks because I'm not going to bet against Russell Wilson, especially at home. No, I, I mean, listen, no people in the stands hurts them, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Seattle as well. Not, I'm going to try to – I'm not going to be homer here. Russell Wilson right now is my MVP. He, he is, and until Russell Wilson shows me that he shouldn't be, he is the best player in football today. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's thrown, I think, total nine touchdowns, only 11 incompletions. And the pick he threw last week against the Niner, uh, against the Patriots wasn't even on him. Yeah, it was off Greg Olson. It was off Greg Olson, right between Greg Olson's two hands. Yeah. So. And then, like, and listen, DK Metcalf having a great second year. Uh, yeah, good start. Pocket is obviously loving having DK Metcalf on the other side of him because he's having it's helpful. A yeah. So um, I don't see how this Cowboys defense can keep up with the Seattle Seahawks. That's the Cowboys defense is not very good, yeah. and they're hurt too, so they're even worse. And you can you can point to their pass rush because like Alden Smith is finally, you know, on the mend. And uh, but 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 there is reporting as of yesterday or this morning that Demarcus Lawrence is dealing with zone issues, okay. with zone injury issues. But uh, yeah, and then Russell Wilson likes to neutralize pass rushes because he's been used to that his entire career, running for his life. <laughs> Little dude with big speed. So um, what do you what do you see? Do you think the Cowboys can uh, keep this like? competitive do you think they can win uh, they'll keep it competitive because Dak Prescott should be paid but should be paid, yeah I still don't by the way Cowboy fans before you you know I guess gyrate all over yourselves I'm I'm not big on Dak Prescott I wasn't great with him when he came out of Mississippi State either so feel free to attack me all you want just for being a homer I don't love Dak but he is proving time and time again he deserves to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. 
I think his price tag is still completely ridiculous, but he should be paid. He should be paid something. Um, I think it's I think it's hilarious that if you look back at how the drafts went, uh, the Cowboys wanted Connor Cook and the Raiders. No, no, no. The Cowboys wanted Paxton freaking yeah. Lynch. They wanted Paxton Lynch, and then they wanted Connor Cook in in the back like backgrounds. Um, and the the Broncos took Paxton Lynch from them. The Raiders took Connor Cook from them. So you know what, Dallas. Uh, you have enough luck. <laughs> you got you got you got saved from yourself. Yeah, twice. Uh, um, I will say, I will say, Seattle does not have a good pass defense, and when you have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb, there will be avenues there for Dak Prescott to wheel this offense forward and score many points, and it could be a shootout for all we know. I'm st- oh, I believe it is going to be a high-scoring affair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're both going to break thirty. That's going to be a fun game. And I'm going to have Seattle winning at 38-31. Um, that sounds good to me because that's like that's the score I was thinking of. Uh, so I'll agree with you, 38-31. I you can steal it. I, I'm going to steal it, yeah. You coward. <laughs> Fine, just for that, 38-34. <laughs> you know what? We're not going to have the same score this time. Go ahead. All right. Um, Lions Cardinals. We are definitely going to have a different score, I promise. Lions Cardinals. Listen, Whoa. you the, just got you just got way louder. Oh, I, I just screamed. I guess Lions Cardinals. For some reason, your mic all of a sudden is feedbacking heavy. Heavy. Oh, now it's back. Okay, I'll just I'll just talk from here. The perils of working from our own homes, not together. <laughs> yes. All right. Arizona Cardinals are two and zero, and if you look at their schedule. That's a trend that can continue because they are after the Detroit Lions will be playing the Panthers, the Jets, before they play the Cowboys. Now, whether or not we agree with that, we'll see. Uh, Kyler Murray is putting up uh, – I don't know what his MVP odds are right now, but he's definitely a factor in that conversation. I think he's top five. Yeah, pretty clearly. Um, the Detroit Lions are waiting to fire their head coach. You can't convince me they're not <laughs> – what, what, what's your opinion of this game? Do you think, uh, I think Detroit's going to win? You think Detroit Lions are going to win? I do. Um, this is contingent on one thing. Matthew Stafford? No, Kenny Galladay has to be on the field. If he isn't healthy yet, Cardinals are going to win, and they're going to win easy. Personal bias, I hope Kenny Galladay can play because he's on my fantasy team. He's on three of mine. <laughs> um, I, I, I have a lot of faith in whoever Matt Stafford's number one target is because they are usually fantasy gods because Stafford checks out of more halfback draws than anyone ever should. He checks into post routes more than anyone ever should. Kenny Galladay on the field is going to give Patrick Peterson trouble. Patrick Peterson's playing well, but Galladay gives him a good matchup. It takes it'll take Peterson to actually shut him off. That frees up the rest of the rest of Detroit to kind of float around, play their game. Danny Amendola, Marvin Jones. If this younger rookie, I was blank on his name. I'll probably remember it next week when he catches two touchdowns. Detroit has to do something, and I, I, I need to know the Cardinals are good. I know the Cardinals are good, but I'm going to say Detroit, if not just to be wishful and to be a contrarian for once for no reason other than Kyler Murray has to show that he's human right now. Right now he's playing with his hair on fire, uh, but he's still young second year new st- still the same system from last year. 
if the Cardinals start three and zero, I'm never going to question Cliff Kingsbury as an NFL coach again. I'll 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 shut up about it the rest of my life. But I need to watch Detroit give me something. I know Patricia's a bad coach. As I'm saying this, I'm I feel like I'm talking myself out of picking Detroit. I think it's weird that you're drawing this line in the sand and it's Detroit that's on your side. In Detroit, well, it's just because I I like Matt Stafford. I always have. I think there's more talent there. There's more pure arm talent in Matt Stafford than any other quarterback in the NFL. You could put that in stone as a quote from me. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. I believe that to be the case. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I just Matt Stafford has never had a good coach ever, and that includes my current defensive coordinator. I'm going to go Lions in like a one-point game. I'm going to go like 28-27. 28-27. Yeah, Matt Prater does some crazy crap at the end. Uh, I will not be going with the Lions. I think the first real test for these Cardinals, because they beat the 49ers, that was a test. But the first, the next one after that will be the Cowboys and Seahawks in uh, three weeks from now. They'll to play Cowboys, Seahawks, and we'll see how they're doing against better competition there. But I think this is uh, another walk in the park. I don't think they're going to beat the Lions like they beat the football team 30-15. I'm never going to say Washington. I'm always going to say the football team. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with a god uh 23 23-17 because I I also like Matt Stafford. I don't think Kenny Galladay is going to be I think he'll play. I don't think he'll be 100% healthy that first time uh that first game. And uh, you look like you want to say something, so I'm going to give the floor to you. No, I just saw something that we'll, we'll talk about after Mike. It has nothing to do with football. I was just sent something. I'm, I'm standing by it. I think Detroit can throw, uh, Detroit can throw the ball more than anybody. Uh, they, they can throw the ball with anybody in the NFL. They just have to be allowed to do it. So if Patricia can get the hell out of the way, you know, God, that's a bad thing to say when you're talking about the head coach just has to get the hell out of the way for you to be able to win. Yep. <sighs> But Tampa, Denver. Let's move on to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and quite possibly the Denver Broncos led by Blake Bortles. <laughs> it's going to be Driscoll still. It's probably going to be Driscoll still, but uh, a man can dream. <laughs> I can't believe Blake Bortles is still a viable option in this league. Raise your Bortles, John. Raise your Bortles. I, 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 um, I don't <laughs> – don't let anybody tell you that Colin Kaepernick isn't good enough to play football. Yeah, when Blake Bortles gets I, I can't tell you that Colin Kaepernick's not good enough to play football. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, uh, John John Elway looked at his team uh, this week with Jeff Driscoll as his starting quarterback, and the first thing he did was call Blake Bortles. The first thing he did was, we need to get worse. Let's add Blake Bortles. <laughs> What's, oh, God. God. Okay. Buccaneers, I think, coast to a victory here. I don't think it's going to take much. The Broncos have been injured, and it sucks because a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people had the Broncos as dark horse playoff. Uh, I did. Yeah. And He meant, he uh, meant me. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't only mean you. I mean the talking heads. He's lying. Talking heads, they get paid more than me, but I did. I we did, don't get paid anything. We don't get paid anything, yeah. But, We're uh, worthless, Ebteen. Worthless. Just like Blake Bortles. So, yeah, no, we are somehow more valuable than Blake Bortles. So Tampa Bay. Uh, oh, God, stop that. Ugh. 
Tampa Bay probably gets an easy victory here for me against the Denver Broncos. I'm going to go with a low-scoring affair because even though the Broncos' defense is injured, I don't have much faith in Tom Brady putting up a lot of points. And, um, you know, the Broncos' defense had Jeff Driscoll on the field yesterday and was holding that game against – I said yesterday, last uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, uh, and was keeping the game against the Steelers close. Close enough that Driscoll could have won it. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Damn, I'm gonna go 16-10 Buccaneers win. 21-13 Tampa. It's a team with no starting running back, which which kind of concerns me when it comes to Tampa. They don't have a starting running back. They have three dudes and they just don't know how to use them. Um, they really don't know how to use Lashawn McCoy. I think he has two touches in two weeks uh, or something. Drop uh, in the end zone last week so. did he yeah, yeah I, I i don't use him more uh, this week yeah i just <laughs> they've gotten fournette into some open space now leonard fournette should be their one mm-hmm. um ronald jones in my opinion shouldn't really be employed i don't think he's a very good running back at all and this um, uh, this last week i'm ronald jones i believe fumbled in leonard fournette basically ran it the rest of the game and it looks that like, tracks yeah it looks like it's fournette's job good that's about damn time I, I have no faith in Tampa, just in general. Uh, I don't think the defense is very good. Tom doesn't look right. Like something – no, I know what the something is. It's his age. But, um, yeah, I, I got time here. That Tampa's only going to week three. They're still a new team. They got to go play in the altitude. Tom Brady does not seem to like Denver very, very much when he played there. In his career, Tom Brady has always struggled against Denver. Yeah, so there's no quarterback on the other side. So. Yeah, they're playing a broken team. Um, now Denver's down to one running back because Philip Lindsay also went to the IR. They're down to just Gordon. I mean, which sucks because Denver had uh, had legitimate like goals this year. Denver was going to be competitive, and they decided nah. The football gods decided nah. No, we're not going to let you have nice things, Von Miller, who is also injured. <laughs> The football gods uh, are insatiable. And we'll move on to what might actually turn into another bloodbath, but not in injuries, hopefully. Uh, The Packers will play the New Orleans Saints, who need to rebound from, well, a disastrous Monday night game. Losing to a fake franchise. Um, Yeah, it's a team seeds whenever I say that, and it's great. Um, He just can't admit it to himself yet, but we all know it's true. Be quiet. He's, he can't hear me if I whisper. So, Devontae Adams, <laughs> Adams did leave the game last week with, I believe, a hamstring issue. We'll see if that continues into the, this week. Uh, Mike Thomas, let's see if he comes back early from his injury like he will. He ain't back yet. Uh, I Honestly, I believe he's going to come back early. Maybe not this week, but next In week. this one? No, not this one. Just because they haven't IR'd him yet. So, it seems like they're keeping the – the window, the window open for him to make an appearance. Um, I don't see how the Packers lose this because, frankly, Drew Brees has Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook, and um, this other wide receiver whose name I will have to look up who had a good game against the Raiders. But Emmanuel Sanders did not have – a good day. He had one catch, and I don't even know. He had multiple drops, and the other wide receiver was Traquan Smith, who had a good day. Oh, God, I forgot about him. 
I don't think they can keep up with Aaron Rodgers. I don't think they can keep up with Aaron Jones. I think that long-standing record of no 100-yard single rusher for the Saints is going to end against the Packers this week. So, yeah, I'll give the floor to you. I think pretty easily I think it's going to be a 30-20 game and the Packers win it. I think you're in the, I think you're in the right realm. I think it's going to be closer. Sean Payton does well off losses. He does really well off losses. The Packers are a damn good football team. They're better um, than we thought they were going to be. Well, I think we had them. What do we have them at? We had them uh, – they went 13-3 last year, if I believe I'm correct. We had them around 11-5, and but a noticeably worse team than they were last year, and that is not true. Well, I think the reason we said that is because it just didn't do anything to actively make themselves better. Yeah, they um, had a single wide receiver. All they all they did to make themselves better was piss off Aaron Rodgers, and it's working. <laughs> yeah, it's working. If that was the strategy, I mean, I wouldn't burn a first-round pick on it, but sure. Um, you're not going to see Jordan Love for a while if this dude's going to if Aaron Rodgers is going to play like this. You're really not going to see Jordan Love for a long time yeah, if Aaron Rodgers is going to play like this. this point. Huh? You might trade Jordan Love at this point. Well, I mean, it's two games. But, yeah, I, I just – we're not – he's playing out of his mind. Devontae Adams, you mentioned he's got a little bit of a ding right now, whether it keeps him out or not. If it keeps him out, he has no one to throw to at all. He has, he has uh, Montez – I'm not going to pronounce that, yeah. Montez Valdez Scantling. And did, we ever, did we ever find out if it was Montez or Marquez? It's Marquez. I always get it wrong. It's Marquez. Uh, they have MBS. They have Alan Lazard. Um, that's the extent of... I wish his name was like Alan Lazard. <laughs> I really wish it was Lazard. Uh, but it is not. We'll see what happens. I, I just think even if uh, Devontae Adams doesn't play, you can lean on that run game. Yeah, Aaron Jones, 40-something fantasy points last week. The dude Aaron. went... On, one, I think he had 160 and two scores. Aaron Jones had himself a night. And... Um, the guy can ball. The Saints have a good run defense, but I think I'll, just, go, I'll, I'll go Green Bay by four just to get a score out there. Yeah. All right, and let's finish this off with probably the best game all week, and it's on Monday night. Nuts, this game. Chiefs and Ravens. <laughs> this might decide a bye week. It could. Week Down the line. Three, we can have our bye week decision based off of this game. And I am going to pick the Baltimore Ravens. I was going to say, can we list a tie? Can we, can we have a tie? Can we list a tie? If you want no, to go, we're not listing a tie. If you want to go with a tie, go ahead. Cause I'm not going with a tie. <laughs> I know who I think is going to win. I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens for one reason, and I think it's because Kansas City is missing having a preseason right now. Um, Patrick Mahomes doesn't look – like his usual self, and it's obvious that it's because of rust. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got stopped a little bit uh, this last week. Sammy Watkins is injured. We'll see if he plays. But uh, in what I I think it's going to be a close game, I just think the Ravens right now are a better team. And when it comes to the playoffs down the line, the Chiefs will probably be the better team again because that's just how it works. So uh, I'm going to pick the Ravens to win a very close game. Let's go with slightly lower than I was expecting uh, coming into this. I'm going to say the Ravens win 27-24. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Um, and it's for me, it's just not close. 
it'll be close in scoring, but I don't see how you can pick Baltimore right now. Um, I still don't trust that team. Baltimore did another thing that Green Bay kind of did this year. They didn't go out and make themselves necessarily better. Uh, whereas the Chiefs decided, huh, what one weakness do we have? Running back, first round pick. And golly, is he playing well. He's playing well, but he was stopped. Oh, uh, He did not have as great as a week. And it was against the Chargers. The Chargers do have a better defense than the Texans, and that's probably going to explain it. Sure. Um, the, uh, the reality is this. The best quarterback on the face of the earth is Russell Wilson. The second best one is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, right now, I'll agree with you. Yeah, I, I just I can't I can't shake on that right now. Uh, the best in the world is Russ. The second best in the world is Pat Mahomes. I know that most people do not agree with that already. Uh, sorry. I think Russ- right now, as they're playing, it's not uh, it's not like oh hot take bull prediction. I think right now Russell Wilson is clearly playing as the best. Who, who, well, it's honestly one to one. Who am I taking, Lamar or Mahomes? I'd rather have Mahomes. Easily. Ingram, Ingram, De- Alaire. Who would I rather have? I'd rather Edwards Alaire. Receiving core of uh, of Kansas City or receiving core of Baltimore? I'd rather have Kansas City's. O line to O line. I'd rather have Kansas City's. Tight ends. I'd rather. That one's close because Mark Andrews is a touchdown god. But I'd rather have Kelsey. Defense. Every offensive facet, I would rather Kansas City. Secondary, secondary, slight, slight edge to Baltimore. Secondary, I'd rather have Baltimore. Slight edge to Baltimore. I think Tyron Matthew is the best secondary player if you combine the two teams. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think Baltimore's unit's probably better. Linebacking, probably Baltimore. D line, probably Kansas City. <laughs> uh, My only thing is Chris Jones is a mess of a player to deal with. The only thing I have to say, though, is yes, on paper, Kansas City should win this game. Kansas but then coach, and then coaching, I'd rather have Andy because John Harbaugh is Andy. He came from his tree. Kansas City, on paper, should win every single football game they play this year. Uh, that's probably true. But right now, Kansas City is playing worse than the Baltimore Ravens. At some point, that rust is going to come off. I assume it's going to come off sooner rather than later, which is why I think it's going to come off now. And if it's uh, in prime time, even better for the for the Chiefs. Um, but let's look at the, let's look at their schedules because we're because we're in disagreement here. After this, the Chiefs will play the Patriots and then the Raiders. So the rust is coming off latest against the Raiders because that passing defense is atrocious. Yeah, that's all that's atrocious, right? Okay. <laughs> um, can't have anything to do with your coaching, general structure of your team, and team culture. But you know. Um, the uh, I think they have a more likely shot of losing to the Patriots than they do against these Ravens, mainly because I trust that Belichick has already just found a way to, you know, disintegrate the bones of Patrick Mahomes from a distance. I don't know if you saw this morning that weird shirt he was wearing at his press conference that literally get a bunch of cigar burns on it. Um, no, I did not. He just had holes all over it. It went viral. You look at it later; it'll look like a homeless person, not Pat, not Bill Belichick. When you're so rich, when you have a half a billion dollars, you can dress like a homeless person. No, not Mahomes. I'm talking about Belichick. Okay. Belichick looked like he had just come on, come in off of like, come in out of like an adult league football. To be fair to Belichick, he did just lose uh, his mother. No, that's true. Yeah, of course. But I, I, this is just that's just generally, he's always like the cut sleeved, 
hoodie thing. And of, of course, condolences, but that's, this was a hell of a shirt. I would take a look. Kansas City's going to be the theme. I think it's going to be Baltimore. I really do. I, I think Baltimore's good. I still, I mean, I've told you a million times off mic, I just don't trust Lamar Jackson yet. And I don't know what it's going to take. I think it's going to take him winning a playoff game. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because he's been to two and he's lost both. Well, did that first one really count? Did he start that game? Yes, he Or was that Flacco? I don't know. I'm pretty sure Flacco started and he came in. And I think that's probably what happened. But, yeah, um, something, like, I think we should talk about, actually. Uh, the NFL gave Monday night a good schedule. They did, yeah. and, and they needed it. Um, we're wrap, wrapping up our weekly predictions. Yeah, I, I, I think Monday night has finally gotten a good slate of games. Thursday night's gotten a couple of good ones, too. Yeah, it's they, only this week that really is, like, shitting the bed. They found a good way to balance it, finally. Yeah. And it's important because when you have a Monday night game that you don't care about, I mean, when there's a Monday night game that the matchup just sucks – Mm-hmm. then, you know, what's the point of even bothering? Like, you're not going to plan your night around having to watch it. I unfortunately have I, – I have a time commitment most Monday nights, I, but I can watch during that commitment because it's an electronic commitment as everything in the world is now. Everything is – life is through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll have it on the background for sure. Um, you know, I have a commitment from 6 to 8. The game starts at 5. I will absolutely have it on in the background, you know especially a game like this, Chiefs-Ravens, come on. That could be an AFC title game for sure. That could be an AFC title game. You you could see this game twice this year. This You could easily see this game twice this year. I think picking the winner of it now, I think it's the Chiefs today. I think it's the Chiefs later, depending on health, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to matter, really, because you're going to play this game again down the line, and that's the one that's going to matter. And uh, that'll do it for us. Yeah, I think we're out. I wanted to. I want to throw one more thing in there, real quick, Ebtine. When we started having the idea of the podcast, and I'm going to say this real fast because we are we got a lot of there's a lot of time on this episode. You and I had an idea when the season started. I, I so we're going to make we're going. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw one idea at you. We you do you remember shot takes the shot take idea? Oh God, yeah. The shot take. Okay, so here's the shot take idea, guys. Shot take idea is ordinarily we would make an, a, a, an outlandish prediction and whichever one of us is right, the other guy has to take the shot. Whichever one of us is wrong has to take the shot, whatever. The way we're going to do it this time, I want to try it. We, I can't promise to be an every week thing, but let's try it this week. Pick your one game that you're the most sure of. I'll let you go first. We can't pick the same one. Oh, I got to go back to the schedule, John. All right, then I'll go first, you coward. The game I'm the most sure of, I'm going to say, just to screw with you and just for the sake of entertainment, I'm going to say I'm the most sure the Patriots are going to beat the Raiders. Okay. That's my shot take. So the rule is whatever liquor we have in our home at that time, for me, it's probably just going to be whiskey. I have to take a shot if the Patriots lose that game. That's the way shot takes works. What's yours? I think we got to put some ground rules in this. You cannot pick a matchup that includes the Jets. Just in general. If there's, if there's obvious matchups, I think most weeks when we have more time, we'll be able to decide what's what. Yeah. But for the sake of today, just pick a game. Like, yes, don't pick the Jets game. Pick a game that actually might be a maybe. All right. I am the most sure of 
and just so that no matter what one of us drinks, the Raiders are going to beat the No, 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 no. What I just said, we can't pick the same game. Fine, fine. Would have been fun if we could have. Uh, the Packers are going to beat the Saints on Sunday night. The Packers are going to beat the Saints. Okay. I think the, the, the last rule I'm going to throw on this, if we're both right, mm-hmm. if we're both right. We both take shots? No. If we're both right, the following week is for two shots. All right. <laughs> okay. And it'll grow exponentially. Okay. But it'll, but it'll cap at like five. We don't need to die. Right? Like we have a show to do. And we'll have to do the, we, and the shot take is taken at the beginning of the show. Okay. <laughs> and team just got really pale. <laughs> All, All right. right. That'll do it for episode three, guys. We'll uh, be back next week. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you as always. Um, and uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram still kind of dormant. So just stick to the other two for now. A website, nextmenup.com. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Mm-hmm. We're doing podcasts right now in lieu of articles. Uh, but as our commitments go down closer to the holiday season, we'll probably put more articles up. I will say that um, a mid-season look into the NFL is definitely on the cards for both a podcast and an article. Yep, we're looking into a lot of things right now. Stay tuned. We're going to keep mixing it up and see what works. All right, thank you. Hope you uh, listen to us again next week when we have, what is this, week four NFL predictions in the quarter point. When inevitably more people just continue to get injured. Yeah, and we'll probably have some more fun with that. Let's have let's have a, like a, a real shot take game with like predicting the rest of the season just off of these four games. For That's- sure, for sure, we'll start we're, we'll start integrating more and more interesting little layers to this show. All right, so next week we'll do quick predictions, then we'll do season long predictions. So we, we won't talk about any of the key games unless one of them really sticks out. <clears throat> like if the Raiders beat the Patriots, we'll talk about it. <laughs> if the Raiders beat the Patriots, I'll talk about it. <laughs> all right. Thank you. That's all. This has been Objectively Wrong with John and Up Team. Thanks, guys. Thanks.